When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, so we're podcasting from Gebhardt's right now. We're on the podcast. Mike Saffo is gonna show up at any minute now it's and tell happening. us tell us all of his amazing Opie stories. It's not happening. From being the producer on Opie. Not happening. I'm hanging out with Megan. Hello. And Matt. What up? Yes, and we are <laughs> broadcasting live from Gebhardt's. Hey, it's somebody, a dream come true. Can you turn the music down? We're to yeah, turn pod- the music down. We're, we're trying, trying, we're trying, trying to, to podcast over yeah. here. What's wrong with you people? Can't you tell we're podcasting? We, we we're very important people trying to podcast. <laughs> we are literally in Gebhardt's. I heard Opie talking to Jim Florentine at Gebhardt's from earlier this week. But I think he learned to walk away from the bar area and actually go somewhere where they could talk to people. I have not figured that out yet. I think there's a secret room where we can do armpit farts, and I'm, we're about to go there. It's going to happen. What I like is that not only is there a lot of ambient noise, which is always good for a broadcast, there's been an alarm going off pretty much nonstop for the three hours we've been here. 30,000 minutes. Oh, wait, Mike Sappo is uh, showing up. He's going to tell us, Hey girl, it's Mike. Uh, Opie's a dick. I knew it. All right. That's a, for, that's a fake. That's a fake. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> it's showtime. W A T P. W A T P. Hello, bag slappers and cousinroos. Welcome to another episode. Who are these podcasts? The only show that's making time, breaking ground, sailing Brown Bay to Chocolate Town. I'm your host, Carl, with me this week. Back to back weeks, Jen from the Jingles Department. Heidi ho. Jen, thanks for joining us again. Gosh, thanks for having me. Go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our Patreon. We're going to record a new bonus episode this week. Dick Masterson and I are going to be recording that ah. in a couple of days. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. I think I saw Vic in the Discord. We'll get her on later to read some of those recent reviews that have come in. But first, we got to talk about what's going on with our friend Opie. He went down to Fort Lauderdale to visit Wheeze during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they did a bunch of podcasts from down there. Opie was on Weez's morning show. Weez is a morning show in Rochester, but he actually records it from his condo in Fort Lauderdale in the winter months. Yes, which is wise. Which is wise. It's one of the smarter things that he does. Yes. So Opie went down there and they hung out and did a show. So we talk about Opie from time to time on this show. Eh, not again. I thought it would make sense for us to review what he's been up to lately. And it's always fun when you just hear two professional broadcasters get on and just start doing their thing. I love the wittiness of the banter that goes on <laughs> between them because Opie just comes up with these things and it just gets stuck in your head. Coronavirus comes up 
And Opie's got a gag for that, of course. If there's some corona, it's going to get on the motherfucking mask. Yeah. Then you're going to touch it, and then you got it on your hand. My corona. Oh, yeah. Bum, 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 My corona. That was a good parody song. No, it's song. all about... <laughs> <laughs> fucking dorks. <laughs> he first sang it, and you're like, oh, don't do that. And then he has to start like doing the music to it, too. <sighs> and, of course, Wheeze is his buddy, so he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. They have fun. That's a good parody song. They have fun together. Uh, this is funny. So, Opie's talking about on his flight down to Florida, there's a family who asks him to take their picture. Do you see how I said that? Picture. Proud of you. Thank you. I've been working on it. <laughs> and Weez assumes that he means they want a picture with him because he's Opie from Opie and Anthony. Oh, Lord. <laughs> not the case. I'm sure not. <laughs> Uh, lovely family flying down to Fort Lauderdale like myself. It's so it's me and then a family in the room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want a picture. And oh, they know it's Opie. No, no. They, sorry, they want a picture of them. No, God, those oh, days oh, are they over. Want you to take oh, a God, picture. those days are over. Now, what do now, I know? No, now when they say, "Can I get a picture?" They're they're basically they handing me the camera. <laughs> 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 I love that. Please. It makes me so happy. Wee's always has to make it worse. Well, Weez is so out of it that he still thinks that Opie is talented and famous. Mm. So Weez is a little bit out of it. He's like, yeah, man, you're Opie. Of course they want a picture. Oh, no, 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 no. They just handed me my their phone oh, and asked gosh. me to, to take a picture of it. All right. They get into some political talk, and I love it. Is this the episode that you listen to, by the way? The one that I'm playing clips from right now? No, I listen to the one about the Super Bowl. Okay, I, I have that one, too. Okay. Don't you worry. Okay, we, got, we got that covered. So I love when they get into political talk because Opie knows a lot about politics and makes a lot of sense. And of course, Weez is like really far left leaning. So he's he gets into these political rants. And when the two of them get together, you know, intelligent things are going to be said. But this bullshit's been happening in our political system since the beginning of time. And when they talk about the founders would be rolling over in their graves, they're like, the founders were terrible people, too. It seems to me like you're an expert, Mark. Way to break it down there, Opie. <laughs> the people who founded this country were terrible people. Well. There you go, Op. Nailed it. I mean. As they get into the political talk, though, Weez does make a statement that I find to be very true. I guarantee you there's friends of yours, I call them friends, listeners of your podcast, that have already turned it off. Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. Yep. I would have. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't assigned it. <laughs> if I wasn't assigned to listen. <laughs> if Carl didn't tell me how to listen to this episode, I would have definitely turned it off at yep. that point. But instead, we pushed through. And I love when we start talking about one of the biggest problems we have in the world is we're making too many people. This overpopulation. Yeah. This isn't a thing I've heard a lot about recently because <laughs> we've figured it out. Sure. There's less hunger than there's ever been and there's more people than there've ever been. But whatever. Weez gets his news from an interesting source. Because, it's, you know, you can't keep making babies. Right. And grow, the whole world keeps making babies. And it's it, nobody stops to think about water, electricity. It's, man, it's scary to look at science fiction 
movies and stuff and not know that this shit's coming. Uh-oh, retard <laughs> alert. Oh, my God. Retard God. alert, class. <laughs> he goes, the two examples he came up with, which are brilliant, water and electricity. We're going to run out of them because there's too many people. <laughs> A science fiction movie? That's what's gonna happen. Oy, oy. So there's this, there's this thing called the water cycle. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm a little. Familiar. Water doesn't ever go away. Right. We have the exact same amount of water on the Earth now that we did millions of years ago, sure. or five thousand years ago when the Earth was created. Whatever. It's, it's just in different places now than it used to be. That's all. <laughs> We're gonna run out of electricity with all these fucking people. Well, running out of electricity. <laughs> fucking moron. Is. Fucking stupid to say. Oh, <laughs> this isn't this isn't about. I shouldn't be talking about weeds. This isn't about Opie. I feel bad now. Let's talk about um, the fact that one good thing came from the death of Carl Ruiz, and I don't say that lightly. I was a fan of Carl Ruiz, but his timing was good. Matter of fact, we were planning a trip to Rochester. We were going to be there in late September. Carl died September 21st. Yeah, That's why I, I canceled the trip, obviously. Uh, yeah. Kept Opie out of Rochester. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least that happened. When I heard that part of it, I thought, oh, so close. You almost met Carl Ruiz. Oh, man, I wish Jeremiah's would have poisoned them <laughs> the way that they poisoned me. <laughs> I mean, is that so bad to wish somebody to get, uh, get food poisoning it's from not, a restaurant it's not a that nice, sucks? It's not nice. It's not a nice thing. You're right. All right. This is the big deal. This was the big story. They talked about it on this podcast. They talked about it on Weez's show. They go to this nice Italian restaurant. It's like the finest Italian restaurant in all of Fort Lauderdale. And Weez and Opie, it was like the day that he got down there, took a little selfie together. And this is the story here. So I just post a picture. I'm not even thinking anything of it. And one of my uh, one of my guys goes, "Yo, oh, did you see the what's what it says in between you and we?" So there's a sign in the background, way in the back of the restaurant, uh, I guess near the bar or something. I don't know what the actual word said, but in the in the picture that is posted on my Instagram, uh, go back a little bit if you want to see it for yourself. All you see is the letters in between me and Weez's head. See. U Z. Yep. As in cuss. lit up. Lit, lit up. up. So Opie takes a picture. And I looked at this picture. I oh, went, you did? I, I didn't look I Instagram. didn't look at it. Opie takes a picture with him and Weeze, and in between them is the word cuz. And it's like Carl Ruiz is trying to make yeah. a statement like, hey, I'm here with you guys, kind of thing. Yeah. What I noticed in that picture, they're in the finest Italian restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. Opie's wearing a ski hat. Ugh. He's dressed like a bum. What is wrong with this guy? He's a millionaire. He's eccentric. Is that what it is? Isn't that what Can millionaires you, are? I don't know. Like maybe that? do your hair before going out to a nice restaurant. Well, we put on a fucking ski cap. We mentioned that he was in his pajamas the entire time he was there. That's true. They did uh, make fun of Weez for what he. Well, Weez was making fun of Opie for what he was wearing. Right. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I know. It's the stupidest radio bit ever. I mean, Vic does a very good job with it, but talking about what people are wearing on the radio <laughs> typically does not work all that well. So one of the things, I didn't realize this, but Carl Ruiz, his grave site is in Fort Lauderdale or somewhere near there. I think they had to drive an hour to get there. So one of the things that they were talking about is they were going to go visit his grave site. Okay. 
And then we'll do another taste post or during Carl. I don't know. Okay, post Carl. A few people told me not to do uh, do pod. Oh, because they do people think you're using the mother executive fella? Cause come on, he just sent us a message. Oh, yeah, like, he almost wants us to do a podcast. Last night he sent a message. So they go to his gravesite, and Opie decides he's not going to podcast from there, which I give him credit for. But it's interesting how that came out because that must have been a conversation they had before. Because Opie's like, uh, I don't think we're going to do that. He's like, oh, because people think that you're using uh, him. Oof. It's like, yeah, you're selling merchandise that says hashtag Ruizing on your website. And I just want to point out if that wasn't bad enough, do you know what the new t shirt is that Opie's promoting on his website? No. OpieRadio.com? Haven't seen it. It's a wow sticker. Huh? Yeah. Whip them out Wednesday, the old Opie and Anthony yeah. catchphrase. No, you can now buy a WOW t-shirt on OPRadio.com. Do you think he's giving proceeds to Anthony Cumia or Jim Norton? or? Well, maybe that was Opie's idea to begin with. Sam Roberts. Maybe, maybe they didn't have anything to do with it. Eric maybe Nagel. it was just Opie. <laughs> Which it might have just been. Whip them out Wednesday sounds like something Opie would come up with. It does sound like something Opie would come up with. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny to me that... He wants to distance himself from the Opie and Anthony world. Doesn't want to be part of that anymore. But what not, if you want to buy a t-shirt? I'll sell you a t-shirt. But not lately. That's all he's talking about lately. Yeah, that might be true. Let's let's call up my buddy Mike Sappho. Let's see if we can get him. We got some uh, we got some things we need to talk to this guy about. So I appreciate you taking some time today. I know you're visiting your mom, and and it's really nice of you to, to make some time for us. What I really wanted to talk to you about was a couple of things. One of them is you were not doing Opie's show. You were you were his producer for a little while there, the Westwood One Days, and then you hadn't done his show in a long time. And then all of a sudden, he was talking to Yakov Smirnoff in Yakov's uh, hotel room, I believe in Manhattan somewhere. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, Mike's back. Yeah, at first I'm like, these guys are crazy. I did Carl's show. I did WATP, but I spoke very highly of Opie. I made sure you guys didn't destroy him anymore. And then... uh I didn't hear from Opie, so I'm like, these sons of bitches are right. Uh, I think I'm blackballed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I got a phone call, and he's like, hey, are you busy? He texted me, are you busy right now? And it was the day of the uh, AFC, I guess, uh, maybe the first round of the AFC playoffs. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, listen, I'm about to interview Yakov Smirnov in my hotel room, uh, in his hotel room, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of creeped out because I don't even know if it's really even him. So that's, like, that's funny because you read that text oh, out loud, oh, and he was – pissed at you he's like I, I, didn't, I didn't write that he's lying he's lying he didn't, i didn't write that you know i get i don't know why i'm bad at reading a room because yeah. i'll tell you the truth he's doing so he, he tells me hey can you come to the city and i'm like yeah why not i haven't seen him and i did want to link up and just see like hey are we cool i haven't heard from you how you doing with you know i know he was still reeling about carl so i go there we go upstairs to yakov's thing and they're having a good time a little banter it was kind of funny a little weird in yakov's hotel room but then I'm like, hey, this is a funny part. And that was the whole issue of the Opie and Anthony show. You'd kind of blow people up. Yep. So I'm like, this is great. I had the text. My phone says Opie. So I'm like, hey, I'm kind of creeped out about ya- – Yakov didn't think it was too funny. And I don't think Opie thought it was too funny. So I felt like such an ass. I'm like, oh, my God. And then Yakov kind of ended the interview. So I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. So what happened after that? Oh, no, no. So we finished the interview. Uh, it, listen, it wasn't like, oh, I'm pissed at you. It was, I, I, I didn't read the room well. And that was it. Then I, I really didn't hear from him. Um, it got a little weird. 
he, I, he asked me to send him a clip from a, some YouTube thing, which I did. And then he's like, hey, bro, I haven't heard from you in a week. I'm like, I emailed you twice, man. And that was it. I really haven't heard from him. And ironically, it was funny. Um, when was it, Carl? Maybe three or four days ago, he hit me up. And he's like, hey, I'm going to be at Get Parts oh, on okay. Thursday recording with Vic and Sherrod. Are you free? But I was working. You know, if it's a last-minute thing, I can never just pull last-minute, like leave early, shoot over there to do it. No, you can't and even meet it. up with people at Get Parts where we make plans well in advance. So... <laughs> <laughs> if you do it a week early, I should be okay. Yes, but so it was the day before, and that was it. So I haven't really heard from him too, too much. But the truth, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I threw a very nice text message, like, "Hey, I know you're dealing with so much stuff, but you know we haven't really worked together in a while. Is everything cool?" I, I threw it out there because I was, I was a little curious what happened. And then, uh, and then he's like, "Everything's cool." He's like, "You know, I was the truth." He's like, "I'm messed up a Carl, man. I'm doing my thing. I'm gonna see what's going on." You know. Then he was down. You know, he was down to Florida, with Brother Weez. He he's been doing more of his own thing. And that's it. Hopefully when he sets back up, and if he does set back up, I'll definitely help out and stuff. But I haven't really heard from him too much. Okay. But you know, Carl, even if you notice, I know you listen, he uh, he hasn't done many podcasts. They're mostly um, like the Instagram lives and stuff. And like Brother Weez, he was in Florida. So there's no really need for me to set up or help out right now. So, I, lo- I love that you're still the scorned lover who's no, saying, no. no, no, he's going to come back. He's just – he's figured his thing out, but he'll be back when he's ready. We'll, we'll still be together. Uh- I, not together. I think if he does start podcasting more traditionally and he needs help, you know, I love the podcasting. I love coming on your show. I would love to help out anyone podcasting. So if he does need help, of course I'm there. But the truth, he hasn't done anything where he needs help. What, am I going to go sit in his apartment and hold the the, the phone out the window? I'm, he doesn't really need me right now. <laughs> I just got the sense from that Yakov interview that – so he kind of called you last minute for that. And... Yeah, that, that was actually like – one hour before the show. It was a Sunday. He's like, hey, are you, what are you doing today? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, nothing. Just going to watch the game. He's like, hey, can you come to the city? Like I said, Yakov. As we're going up there, he goes, I don't even know if this is really Yakov. I'm like, where the hell am I going? <laughs> wow. Because there's a funny video of you guys like hanging out in the hotel hallway and Yakov just comes walking up towards you and you're like, oh, hey, there he is. Yeah. But we'll call it. Here's full disclosure. We, uh, we get there and I'm in the lobby for like 10 minutes. Ope shows up. And he's like, hey, you ready to roll? I'm like, yeah. So we go upstairs. Yakov texted him whatever floor he was on, like, eighth floor. We get off, open, you know, sets up the Zoom. We plug in the microphones. And we're walking over, getting ready to knock on Yakov's door. And Yakov's walking down the hallway. So it was like complete, he was completely thrown off guard. Yeah, I was freaked. I'm like, holy crap. This is, he's like, Mike, I'm not even sure if Yakov's, if this is even him. I'm like, what, what could it be? Are we getting set up here? Right. I don't know why he brought me there. But, uh, yeah, Yakov showed up, and it was, uh, it was a good time. That was the last time I saw him, though. So I got the sense that he was really annoyed with you because of a couple of the comments that you made while you were there and kind of blowing up his spot. But you don't you didn't have any conversation with him afterwards that made you think that uh, he was concerned about that. No, no, because, you know, I, I kind of know my place on his show. Okay. Like, I, I actually don't talk, I try not to talk whenever I'm there. Like, it's not my place. Like, it's his show. Even when it was him and Carl or if he had a guest, I tried never to talk. It was never really my business to ever get involved in it. You know, it's not my... I, my whole thing was to be help behind the scenes. So with Yaakov, I thought it was funny when Ope called him. He's like, yeah, I didn't even, when Opie said to him, Carl, during the interview, I didn't even know if this was really you. I'm like, finally, a perfect time for me to show, look, Yaakov, he really didn't think it was you because yeah. you called out. Yeah, and it didn't go over well. I'm just sitting there like, oh, boy. And there was no one else there for me to even like, you know, like, oh, help me out with this one. I just stood there looking ridiculous. So, 
Well, it was, I, it's weird I, that Opie's immediate reaction was he's lying. I didn't yeah. write that. You're just like, well, Opie, huh? do you think this guy's, do you think Mike Samuel's just making up a text that he got? <laughs> like, I, why would he know, be lying about that? And you can tell Yaga was just like, well, he's not lying. What are you talking about? And Carl, you know, I would have never walked in there and be like, yeah, he, he said he creeped out, but Opie made that comment a few times. So I'm like, oh, it, it must be cool. It's out mm-hmm. in the open. But I'm so glad you said that because, you know, my DMs are open on Twitter. I don't care who writes to me. Yeah. But three or four people wrote to me and they were like, we just heard you on WATP. Why did he call you a liar? You had the text message. Wait, someone, some girl wrote the funniest thing. She's like, you're good. So I'm like, question mark? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm married. I thought she was creeping on me. Yeah. And she's like, you sat there, put Opie in your phone, made a fake text message to then show Yakov to end the show. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. That's what that's what he's trying to say. Like he, he that's not even his real phone. He, it's not even a phone. He made this up. He painted that out there. <laughs> I, I felt bad because I'm like, I thought it was I thought it was funny. I'm like, you know, I never talk. It, it seemed kind of funny. You were creeped out. And Carl, a few minutes before that, he did say I was creeped out. I'm yes. sitting here in creepy Yakov's hotel room. Yeah. Yakov was running with it, and I guess me showing the text kind of uh, went over the top a little bit. Yeah, it kind of ruined things. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. And mm-hmm. now that you mentioned that Opie's still really depressed about Carl dying, this yeah. this tends to be a lot less fun than I was hoping it would be. But oh no, come on, we make it fun. I, I had a friend who was down in Miami, and we were doing something for work for the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. she was forced to stay a little longer than she was planning on, and stayed with Weeze at the same time that Opie was there. And I had no idea that Opie was staying wow. with Weeze okay. at the time. So it was really interesting because this person doesn't know who Opie is, never heard of Opie and Anthony, didn't know anything about it, just happened to be like put in a position where she's like hanging out with Opie. And the description of Opie was interesting to me. He never left the place. They're right on the beach. They're right on the water. He never left the place. He was just on his phone the entire time. Only time he lit up and acted normal was when he was doing a podcast or when he was on the radio show. Other than that, just mopey, kept to himself. And he was even going off and complaining about Anthony to this friend of mine who doesn't know who Anthony is or anything about that. And Opie's come out and said, I never even think about Anthony. You guys asked me in the the chat. And so I, I have to think about it. But he was, like, bitching about Anthony and what a racist he is and what a problem he was and all this stuff. Like, I don't know what your experience is with Opie outside of doing the show, but is that a good representation of his personality at this point? No, well, two things. One, I'll address the Anthony thing. I was – when Tim Sabian and Opie were like, hey, do you want to come work? Yeah. It was kind of like, hey, I'm not going to be fanboy and be like, hey, I have a million Opie and Anthony questions. So even though I wanted to ask questions about, like, WNEW stuff and signing. They were supposed to sign with Sirius. I never went over that line because I'm like, I don't want to be fanboy. So many times right. I wanted to. Yeah. I think in the times we hung out, Anthony's name only came up like one time. He didn't speak too ill of him. It was never, it was more like, it was that famous Gebhardt's episode when they were all drinking. And, you know, I think Ope said like, oh, never stop being oh, A, stop being A, something on that level. But I never really asked about the Anthony situation. I always felt it wasn't my place. And uh, for the second thing about him being uh, social, we've hung out a few times. He's not like he, uh, on the show. He, he's one of those guys. I'm kind of like how it's turned, how he was perceived that he was very shy and introvert. 
never really outgoing, but when the mic's on, it's like something just clicked. Now I can be outrageous and out there. Yeah, he's not very talkative. Like again, Carl, I might be the scorn lover, and he doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, he never really seemed to like um, like he's not he, he's not that kind of guy. He's very very to himself and stuff. Like I wouldn't see him going out there, going, just randomly walking up to people. He's very quiet. Even when it was at uh, Carl's benefit at um La Cubana, it was packed. There was two hundred people there. Yeah, and he was very you know very quiet. Sits by himself. It's it's more if he takes everything in. He's not really overly outgoing. I should put it that way. It's always like depression to me. I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm going I'm I'm to tell you, though, the truth, and we can still make it fun. But even when I texted him, like, hey, listen, we haven't really done anything in months. You okay? How's everything with us? He was honest. He's like, dude, this Carl thing messed me up more than anything. Yeah. Like, it was out of nowhere. So we did hit him with a big shock. So that might have something to do with it. But I don't know. Down in Florida for the Super Bowl, you could have let loose a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. A little well, bit. Well, there is one thing that we know about Opie in his personal life. And Jen, you and I have talked about this. Opie is a notorious shitter. Yeah. He's really good at shitting, which he brags about on this episode with Weez. See, Legendary. I, I brag on my podcast and my old radio show that I, I could shit anywhere. I'm one of those guys. Yeah, when I leave you, the house, I could shit anywhere. But do you do them outside? Yes. Right, my famous right. story is I shit on the beach as my mother-in-law was coming back from a walk. Oh, fucking up. All right. <laughs> Trying to have some fun again, Mike. All right, buddy. Well, I, thank you very much. I'm sorry that we missed each other yesterday. I was really looking forward to uh, meeting meeting you and having a chat. Carl, I promise you, Carl, next, I mean this. Next time in New York, 1,000% will I know you're in New York. Next time you're down in the city, we'll definitely link up, brother. Keep up the good work. Fool me once. Shame <laughs> no, on you. Carl, never again, Carl. I promise. And Carl, you want to know why? Here's why I really like you. I told you this all, all the time. Besides the fact that you put on a good show and you put effort into it. Yeah. You're the ultimate troll, and here's why. <laughs> this is his compliment. But Jen, but Jen, no, no, and Carl, I, I know you. You'll take this as a compliment. Jen, there are a 1,000 bars in New York City, maybe 2,000, but he had to go to get parts. Like, he always has to do little, <laughs> let me just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was close by. Terminal 5 is less than a mile from Gebhardt's. Okay, so, well, a mile in New York, Carl, that's not a lot. It's only 13 miles. That, okay, fair enough. Good point. Car- Carl latches on, and once he does, forget about it. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, it was good talking to you, buddy. Carl, I hope I came through. You're the best, brother. Keep up the good work, right, All man? right, buddy. You too. See you later, pal. See you. Bye-bye. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you about my um, hotel room last night. There was uh, my fire alarm or co2 detector or some fucking nonsense was uh chirping every 30 seconds oh that's so irritating yeah yeah it actually is irritating i think i can um probably play this for you because at one point i just decided to turn on my recorder this is what i heard all night last night and all morning this morning oh my god that's horrible Yep. Did you call the front desk? No, but somebody um, started pounding on my door. <laughs> I'm like, all right, leave me the fuck alone. Uh, so I just got the hell out of there. It was really annoying, though. Why didn't you call somebody? They probably would have switched your room. I was very drunk when I got back to the hotel room last night. And then this morning, I was very hungover. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I didn't do anything that uh. I should have done. 
I were uh, drunk, I'd be even more apt to call and complain, probably. All right. So getting back to, uh, they were talking about going to see Carl. This is uh, Opie winding up for a big lie here. That's, you see him out there? Uh, it's, I, I can't, I, I, whoa. That's pretty natural. <laughs> That's how you talk when you're confident about what you're saying. And I want to point out the fact that they talk about how certain people copy other broadcasters and that becomes their shtick. And Obi explains how he did, he did not copy Weez. So you taught me how to do it the right way, but what's important to creativity, I'll say this every time, is learned a lot from you, but decide I'm not going to copy you. There is and no copying. People There's copy no... all the time. That's the problem. Copy. Oh, but that's the no. The ones that I aren't successful people... are the ones that are yeah. just copying, like a Howard Stern or somebody they were listening to. Right. Opie explained he does not copy Brother Weez. Let me remind you what his theme music is. <laughs> this is a Weezism, the Brother Man. There's so many Weezisms. There's so many Weezisms. The fact that he goes, you know, some people just like copy people, but can you imagine doing Opie. that? Opie, Opie, come on. You're talking to the guy you copy. <laughs> How are you not recognizing this? Prediction. Yes. Five years from now. Opie will move back to Rochester yeah. to be on Weez's show. Interesting. And then you will have to watch your back. Oh, yeah, that, that would be bad. <laughs> because Opie will be living in our town. Well, if he's on 95.1, maybe I can get on 96.5 and compete head-to-head against Weez and Opie. And we'll just, like, play their show from the previous day every day and you're make fun a, of it. You're such a copier. You're such a copycat. <laughs> I'd be copying my own format if I did that. <laughs> By the way, when they go to visit Carl, Brother Weez has to take a piss. I heard that part. That Did was... you hear that part? I'm surprised that's something that he would cop to. Well, it's weird to me because the way that they set this up is Opie's getting a little choked up. There's his friend Carl, and he's doing whatever he needs to do and, and working through that. And then he hears a 70-year-old man pissing. Mm. And what I thought was interesting about this was Opie's take on it. But I got to say, man, you know, we all know Weez is getting up there in age. I was I was impressed by your stream. See that? I was impressed. <laughs> Good stream. Kind of, a, kind of fire hosey, man. I got to admit, you know. <laughs> Ugh, I... Well, who's impressed by someone's fucking piss stream? In my notes, it said. That's <laughs> not a thing. Weez takes a piss at Carl Weez's grave, and Opie is impressed by his stream. I wrote that sentence. <laughs> yes! That's what just happened! <laughs> that, that was so nuts. So, there's a lot about that particular part, too, where Weez and his wife went out and had cocktails, yes. got too drunk, forgot to pick Opie up at the airport. They didn't pick Opie up at the airport. He's texting them over and over again, I'm here. Hey, guys, I'm here. I'm here. They're passed out drunk on a so, Friday afternoon. <laughs> did he get there that same day? I don't know. And then we sobered up and drove to the mausoleum? Oh, I think, I think, that, was, I think that was Saturday Okay, that they went to visit Carl because Friday was when they went to the Italian restaurant. So in that case, why was Weez pissing? I thought he was drunk. Maybe that's why he was pissing at a mausoleum. It's <sighs> a good question. It's not acceptable behavior. I was trying to put this all together. I don't it's know why. It's not acceptable. Never mind. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked when they're doing the podcast, and of course, you know, you, you can picture the scene here. They're at a Super Bowl party, 
Opie's got his stupid recorder out. He's talking to Weez and Weez's wife, Doreen, I believe is the person here. You're going to hear interrupt the conversation to let them know that there's a guy there who listens to podcasts. <laughs> I'm not making this up. She has to interrupt them to say, did you know that this guy right here listens to podcasts? This is great. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Hold on. that go to FAU and they, he listens to podcasts every day, this guy. Does he listen to Opie's? No. What? What? You're interrupting us for a guy that doesn't even know who we are. So fucking young. Yeah. That he probably hasn't even heard of Opie and Anthony. No, I haven't heard. Of course. course. What are you doing? Oh my gosh. That's fucking amazing. So in Doreen's world, and Doreen's like a 50 year old woman. She's not that old. Um, She goes, this person listens to podcasts. You'll want to talk to Opie over here. He does a podcast. It's like, dummy, everyone listens to podcasts. It's not, it's not a thing anymore. Everybody does podcasts. All <laughs> everyone does a podcast. Everyone listens to podcasts. They're like, you you gotta you listen to podcasts, you gotta meet Opie. They're like, who the fuck is Opie? Oh my god. Opie does not have a big By the way, shit, I meant to talk to Mike Saffle about this. I should have written down notes. I didn't write down any notes. Opie tweeted that he's already had two million downloads in 2020. Oh right! This is like a, a week or two ago. For you. Yes, I was. I was. There was a lot of things I wanted to talk to Mike about, but I was planning on talking to him over a beer or two. But it's crazy that he's lying about his download numbers because I see where Opie is at the charts, quote unquote. He's not getting two million downloads in a month, not even close. And it's funny because. Well, I don't want to blow up Mike's spot, but he sent me a funny note. Uh, Eric Nagel sent me a funny note. Like, no one's buying this shit. Right. No one's believing this for a second. And even this cool guy who goes to college and listens to podcasts every day has no idea who Opie is. Uh, this is a sexy Wheeze story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So Wheeze at a strip club. Get ready. Oof. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to ruin that seat that you're sitting on. <laughs> So this is, so he pays his chick to give me a lap dance. This fucking sweaty, <laughs> fake titty, big basketball gets up on me, and she's putting sweat on me and shit. I love that story. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the excitement of a conversation about shades of red. They're watching the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Who both have red in their as uniforms. one of their colors. Yeah. And of course, there's a conversation that goes on around, are they the same shade of red or not? And that has to get onto a podcast. The fucking king says the red on San Francisco is a different red than in Kansas City. It now, is. I know this sounds silly. It is a different he red. was actually going to buy the jerseys tonight to prove it to me. It I is said, a different Bro. red. It is not. Yes, it is. Red is red. It's a different red. Oh, one's God. a little more maroon and one's red. That's what he says. Yes. Imagine being that boring. Aye. Imagine being such a boring asshole that you're talking to someone about different shades of red on uniforms on a podcast. Were they in a car? They might have been in a car at that point. Because what they did is they watched the Super Bowl at this billionaire's house. Right. I heard about the puke on the couch and everything. Yeah, yeah. So they they go to this this house. There's 200 people there. Which, P.S., Opie decided, 
I had front row seats to the Super Bowl. Yes. I sat in the puke spot. Yes. And the smell was not that great, but, you know, I had front row seats. I'm like, front row couch in front of a television <laughs> right. to watch this. I saw the picture of it, too. I mean, it's a giant living room, but it's oh, not sure. an impressive place to watch a football game. Ugh, why? When he sat in the puke. Well, this is funny because there's 200 people at, at this guy's house watching the game, and they say this. The outside bar had four TVs. They were, they were all watching in a different... For some reason, the room we were in, nobody wanted to be with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Nobody wanted to hang out with Opie and Weeze while watching the Super Bowl. Ugh. You don't say. Shocker. Oof. Shocking. All right. Mm-hmm. This is a clip mm-hmm. that I just call Old Man Talk, which is pretty much all of these clips. But this is literally Weeze talking about his gout. Oh. And parking spaces. <laughs> what, you got the gout? I got the gout. Bad gout. Bad gout. Bad gout. I got shots in the foot. Fucking medication. You gotta this let... cocksucker takes my parking <laughs> spot. How old is he now? <laughs> I don't know, 100. How old do you have to be to get gout? <laughs> How old do you have to be to be this boring? Like, when do you become this boring in wow, life? Wow, there is no age limit for that. They talked about parking spots at, I mean, I listened, okay, I listened to three Opie episodes with Brother Weiss. I listened to one and I heard him talk about the parking three. spot. And this, this is one of the main topics of conversation, is that in the building that Weiss lives in, in this condo in Fort Lauderdale, there are two handicap spots and three people with handicap stickers. Problems. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. Mm. So when Opie is on Brother Weeze's show, one of the guys on Weeze's show, I don't know the people on their show. I know John DeTulio. I don't know who the other people are. One of the guys asked Opie a question that I thought was hilarious. Can I ask a question as a fan of the podcast in your nearly 200 episodes? I know you can't say specifically, obviously. It defeats the purpose of the question. But what is the most significant thing you've had to edit out? Was it just shiznit talking? That's a good question. Yes. The answer is nothing. He's never edited out anything. (laughs) This guy claims to have listened to Opie's podcast and he thinks he's editing shit out. What would you edit out? I would love to know what was too boring to be in an Opie podcast. Where he goes, this part, listen, the, the part where me and Mike Bachetti walk down the street and walk past homeless people, that's great. Keep that in there. 20 minutes, gold. But this part right here, I got to edit out. Like, mm. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know. he. This guy did not listen to any of Opie's work. No. I, I don't blame him. Well, I don't blame him either. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I mean... Who likes their job so much that they're going to prep and listen to Opie's podcast to be prepared to talk to Opie? (laughs) Nobody likes their job that much. All right. Opie then does a show from Gebhardt's. But he does, he's like up in the attic or something. He's like upstairs. Did they finally push him upstairs and out of the regular common area? Yes. People are patrons and spending money. Yes. And it doesn't sound terrible. It's amazing. And he's talking to Jim Florentine. And he's so jealous of Jim Florenty. Now, Jim does a podcast. And oh, um, this is interesting because we're going to talk about Centering John in a minute, too. Because Centering John had Jim Florenty on his podcast. And John's just the worst. He's the worst interviewer. Anyway, so Jim Florentine's podcast has recently shifted over to Barstool Sports, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. David Portnoy. 
I got you, you lost me. I don't. I, I got a feeling this dude bleaches his asshole. <laughs> Team Portnoy. Okay. <laughs> I got it now. All right. So anyway, Jim Florentine's over at Barstool Sports. Jim Florentine, by the way. Yeah. A man among men. Well, he's he's the greatest guy ever because he's so nice. He's so nice, and <laughs> I have so many examples of him saving the person asking him ridiculous questions. Like he's too kind, especially with John. The shit oh, story wow. John's talking about, and you know, and I will get to it in a second. But suddenly John will say, "Well, you know, I, I do this thing that you make fun of." He's like, "Well, it's cool when you do it, John. It's cool. That's fine." Jim's like trying so hard to make John feel good. Uh, I know. <laughs> I love We're not Jim. there yet, but I know what you mean. I love Jim. All right, this is Opie being very jealous of Jim Fortin. Um, congratulations, man! You're on Barstool Sports now with your podcast, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man, it's. Uh, you, have you noticed the downloads have gone up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh my god! That's yeah, because it's gonna get you on a bigger network now. And we're in, a, in an attic, in a bar, <laughs> and he's at Barstool Sports. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. It used to be that. Jim Fortin would be happy to be on Opie and Anthony's show and talk to people. And now his podcast is much more successful than Opie's. At what point does Opie say, this is getting embarrassing, even for me? I don't think, I think it's limitless. I don't think he ever will. That's what I love about him. That's (laughs) what I love. It makes me so happy. Um, All right. So they're talking about Jim Fortin used to live with Jim Norton. And they had this apartment, and there was mold in the apartment. And uh, I believe Steve Grillo joins the show for some reason at this point. It's it's Opie with Florentine, and then Grillo's there, but then he's not there. And Opie says one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. The one thing, when you and Jim Norton were living together, you guys just wanted out of that uh, apartment because it was terrible with the black mold. Oh, yeah, and the black mold. And all we haven't shit. talked about that in a long time. Where, where was it? it was Everywhere. Cl- it was in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. Grillo goes, oh, where was your apartment? And Obi goes, everywhere. Like, do you think he was asking where the black mold was? I don't know. <laughs> fucking idiot. But all I can hear is Opie, and I can barely hear anybody else. Oh, you don't think it's Mike'd well? I don't think it's Mike'd well. I don't think it's Mike'd very well. When they're podcasting from Gebhardt's? I don't know a lot about podcasting. So Opie's got that. this. This is another thing I wanted to talk to Mike Staffel about. God damn it. He's got this guy on his show, Robert, now. So it's not Creamy Butters. It's not Mike Saffo. It's this guy, Robert. Okay. They're doing an ad read for some CBD product that Opie's shilling now. And Robert sets Opie up. Gives him the line that allows Opie to read the copy and make it sound like a fluid conversation. And Opie drops the ball so fucking hard. This, this I call ad read fail. Tell me, babe, remind me again, it's this extract. They put a bunch of things together. Uh, yeah, they do, Robert. They sure do. <laughs> it contains, I, I don't know what's in it officially, so I, I do have to look down. I'm not going to fake this, but I'll tell you this much. I've been on the ECS5. And I'm thinking clearer, believe it or not. And I have a a bit more energy, but uh, it contains a unique blend of black pepper, clove, hops, rosemary, jujube. Oh, my Lord. Uh, He could have easily, he had all of the things listed on his piece of paper. He's like, yeah, it's an amazing blend. What's in that again, Opie? He's like, "Ah, I don't know. I have to look down. You're on a podcast. (laughs) I don't know that you're looking down, you dumb idiot. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> fucking moron. He's so frustrating. Ah! Oh, it's so fun. Ugh. You know what's funny, though? Yesterday, I flew out of Rochester. I flew to New York. And I had loaded all of these podcasts. And it was like three or four Opie podcasts. And then Stuttering John. And I've I've noticed this about myself. I'm in a bad mood. Like I, when I got to Gebhardt's, I was in a bad mood. I don't know why you do this to yourself. I host a podcast. I know that but... we make fun of. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know why? You've been on the show. You've written jingles I for know. it. What do you mean? You just you really you really immerse yourself in it, and then I it do. Your mood. I do, and it, it. I'm walking through Manhattan. I took the train into Manhattan, and I'm walking to my hotel room. And I'm looking at all the fucking Elmos. There's like 80 Elmos yeah. now in Manhattan. It's crazy. It's a problem. They're everywhere. It's all it's all Elmos all the time. And I'm how can you look at Elmo and be pissed off? Oh, I can look at Elmo and be pissed off. You kind of if you're listening to the fucking Opie. Opie and Wheeze chit chatting about nonsense. I was just in the comfort of my own home listening and I was pissed off, so. So Jim Florentine, God bless him, asked Opie about his altercation with Artie Lang. Because we remember we talked about this. Yes. When Anthony was on Artie's show, they talked about how they had like a blow up in the bathroom over Sirius XM. Yep. So this is Opie's version of the Artie story. And uh, Artie was always incredibly nice to me. And, and he was working on Howard's show. And we'd, you know, during breaks, everyone just runs to the bathrooms. You know, for me, it was taking leaks. For him, it might have been something different, especially back then. Yeah. All right. But we'd meet in the, not meet, but we'd see each other in the bathrooms and in the hallways. And, hey, oh, what's going on? How's everything? And, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, the arty stuff. But then he would go on the show and, you know, he would play the part for Howard. Like, ah, oh, those fucking, you know, copycatters, those hacks and all that stuff. And then, you know, then in the hallway, hey, oh, what's going on? And, and after a while, it started eating away at me. And so one day, he's in the hall and he's like, hey, oh, what's going on? You know, what's up? You know? I go, fuck you, Artie, don't say, hey, what's up, you know? Because I hear all the stuff you're saying on the radio. Which guy's the real guy? And all of a sudden, he goes, you want to go? All right. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is funny to me because Artie has a short fuse. Sure. He tried to beat up Sal, the stockbroker on the Howard Stern show once, and it was real. It wasn't like radio shtick. He wants to murder people when he gets pissed off. Okay. So... Opie, of course, is a tough guy, as we know. Right. And he explains why he didn't fight Artie. Okay? Okay. And what I like about this clip that I'm about to play is that there's both a lie and the truth thrown in there, just for good measure, because I think the truth wants to come out. Okay. So the truth wants to come out, and it does, but I love the lie first. And I'm thinking to myself, I wasn't scared of Artie at the time, but I'm thinking... I know if me and Artie are in a fight in the hallway, I will be the one that gets fired over this, not Artie. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as we were doing very well, Howard's show was bigger. I have to accept that. So, and I kind of didn't really want to fight. So, so long story short, I, I backed <laughs> down. I was like, ah. How funny is that? I knew if I got in a fight with Artie Lang, the Howard Stern show's bigger, I would have gotten fired. I, plus, I, I did not want to fight this guy. I don't blame him. <laughs> like, well, wh- how about that's the answer? You just oh, didn't right. want to fight. Like, you wanted to talk shit to his face. But then when he said, okay, let's fucking figure this out, you're like, never mind. 
Now, I had kind of dropped off listening to Howard at that point. Yes. Because once... Which is crazy, because that's when it was at its best. Okay. But I didn't have Sirius. <laughs> I know. It's fine. But did Artie actually always talk shit about Opie no. on the show? I didn't think he'd even bring him up. Howard wouldn't allow that. No. To talk about another radio show. There was show. very little talk about Opie and Anthony on the Howard Stern show. Opie and Anthony talked about Howard a lot, but it was not the case. Well, no. I know Opie and Anthony talked about Howard yeah. a lot. Well, Opie talked about Howard a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just curious if that was the case, because I, I stopped listening at that point. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's talking about. And the funny thing about Opie, too, because uh, there is a, a listener who sent me a long explanation. I was talking about the fact that Opie says, Anthony did this shit to me, and I'll never forgive him, and I, I won't say what it is. And I got a great explanation on that this week. The thing with Opie is that he doesn't listen to the source material, but he hears about it from other people. And then it turns into like a bigger thing than it actually was. Sure. Because Opie will just say, yeah, I, I didn't listen to that, but I heard that guy's blasting me and these people are talking shit. And it's like, well, you should listen to it. Because what Jim Norton said was figure out your shit and look in the mirror when you're trying to figure out why everyone dislikes you. And, you know, like th- there's things in there that are genuine that people are trying to communicate to you and you hear it third hand that oh these people are blasting me and you're like oh fuck them they're the worst people ever and that's how this whole anthony thing he heard from someone that there was a fake twitter account that anthony was using that was blasting opie but it actually wasn't anthony but opie <laughs> thought it was it's like this whole thing oh i don't even know how i got out of that poor opie that tirade just now you know what i want to do i want to have a little bit of fun right now my buddy PJ, PJ Philliam. Oh, the PJ Philliam. The PJ. He's due for a promotion. Holy shit. He came up with another parody, and this is a Jesse's Girl parody. Well, I know you're a big fan. I do like Rick Springfield quite I a bit. I know. I know you do. <laughs> so this is about Opie, and it's... I don't, I don't have to... I don't have to give this any introduction. It's brilliant. Doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Existential uh, crises. Alone. Deeply depressed. Hey, what's up, Robert? Opie has no friends. Fucking tragic. <laughs> yeah, you know he had a good friend who died. Carl! Lately, something strange. Opie's losing his mind. Yeah, he's trying to make friends with his fans on Facebook Live. And he's shouting them out in his stream. What's up, Jen? And they're probably all retarded. I just know it. And he's crying himself to sleep late, late at night. Because Creamy Butters is his only friend. I'm ashamed his Creamy Butters count as a friend. Uh, yes. More of an acquaintance than an actual friend. I'm deeply depressed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was so good. It's fucking amazing. That's that's something else. I am hoping that the future of WATP is Kaya and Doug playing PJ songs. I'm not involved in it in any single way. It's just Kaya and Doug, like, here's another song for PJ, and that's all it is. I could listen to that. I could listen to that too. So at Gebhards, Matt from Gebhards, the owner. Okay. Who's from Rochester, according to our friend Megan. She does have the uh, the inside scoop she on a does. lot of places around there. She does. I drank a Utica club on draft yesterday. Why? Because <laughs> they had it. 
You've been somewhere that Utica Club on draft? Well, it would make sense, though, that somebody from Rochester owns that, that Opie would go there. It does. Now it's all coming together. So Matt from Gebhards has put together a uh, menu item in tribute to our friend Carl. And, of course, Opie pronounces Carl's name wrong. I don't know why. I haven't officially uh, announced it, but we, talk, we talked uh, about it on Twitter a little bit and my Facebook group. But basically, Matt uh, from Get Parts here on the Upper West Side has the Carl now in honor of our pal Carl uh, Ruiz. So I took a picture of this. It's in the menu. I took a picture and posted it on Discord yesterday. They do have the Carl. I don't understand why he still thinks his last name is Ruiz mm. when it's obviously Ruiz. However, he wants to memorialize his friend, his yeah. best friend, that he yeah. doesn't know how to pronounce his last name. All right. A couple more clips that I want to get to here. Um, so this is finally a true story from Opie. And when I hear something, I'm like, oh, he's not even making shit up and lying about it. It it strikes me. I'm like, well, what, what was that a real thing that just happened i believe every part of this story i remember i remember having sex with this girl in rochester she was a bit on the big side but it was a lot of fun yeah some of the big ones are fun right i believe that opie <laughs> fucked a fat girl in rochester that makes perfect sense yeah. to me in every single way i buy that i buy that all the way yeah all right let's talk about grillo because grillo shows do you remember grillo from yes. the howard stern show i do he was the intern who I- made Howard's baked potato. Yes, I remember. Every day, and now he has a podcast, a super successful podcast, apparently. Grillo does? Yeah. We mm. we reviewed it on WATP. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, pretend you listen to the show. <laughs> Grillo has a podcast. I forget. There's so I many. I agree. So, for some reason, Opie and Jim Florentine are shooting the shit, and I don't know where Grillo is, and then at the end, Opie's like, hey, Grillo, did you have anything else? Should we get Gorillo on for one last thing? Gorillo! We'll wrap it up. You got anything else? And by the way, Opie pronounces it Gorillo. It's it's Grillo, but right. he pronounces it Gorillo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, man. Oh, you do? I, well, I always got something, brother. All right, what do you got? One last well, thing. Uh, well, you could uh, check me out. I'm on Twitter. On oh, I don't mean that. I oh, mean actual what, content. Uh, what kind of content? <laughs> and then if you give me something. I got, I, I got my, what, what, what do you want to know, man? I got stories up the edge. Want to know how I saved Howard's life? Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's hear this story. So, Grillo then goes on to talk about the time when he was an intern or whatever he was doing. He would tell Ronnie the limo driver which entrance to drive Howard to in the morning when he got to the radio. Why? I don't know why. Okay. There was a man parked out in front of the building with a loaded shotgun who wanted to kill Howard Stern. Really? And Grillo saw the car parked there and said, Ronnie, you're going to want to park in the back. So Ronnie parked in the back. This man came out to confront Howard Stern. And according to Grillo, he saved his life. Although I'm not sure how that works because Ronnie actually did. So he runs... And then I hold the door until I hear the gate go down, and I kind of peek, and Ronnie had stopped the guy at the gate. So Ronnie tackles this guy. Grillo opened the door for Howard, and the story, and the name of the podcast is I Saved Howard Stern's Life, because Opie's getting so clickbaity with his fucking names lately. So Grillo says I Saved Howard Stern's Life. It's like, well, no, 
there was a guy coming after Howard Stern and Ronnie tackled him. You just got the door. Wow. Which I'm sure Howard would have figured out had you not been there. Did he call the cops maybe? No. Why? I mean, they did. The cops were involved in that and the guy was sentenced and everything. But there was a terrible story. He was not the hero of that story. No. None of it made any sense. Um, this is interesting. Opie went on YouTube live and you know, the famous Joe Rogan video where he's calling out Joe Rogan for not getting back to him. Yep. So he admitted that that was a bad move. I think I played that on the show not too long ago. Well, now he's talking about why that was a bad move only because he was spinning. So if you remember, he's holding his phone he's spinning around the street in Manhattan and he's like, Joe, what's up? So he explains that's the only problem with it. Go after Rogan again. I didn't go after Rogan. I just spoke my mind and I showed I was disappointed. And I think that video would have done damn well if I wasn't spinning around like a lunatic on the street, if you want to know the truth. But I was really bummed and hurt. Oh, God. As I get older, I'm just showing my emotions. I was bummed and hurt that he didn't do my podcast to be quite honest with you. And then I blew it because the video was weird because I was like kind of kind of twirling around in the in the, in the street like a damn ballerina. So he, <laughs> he thinks the reason why that video is crazy and everyone made fun of him is because he's spinning, which is a factor. Don't oh, get me wrong. It's odd. But the, the content of the video is why it's crazy, yeah. LP. Yeah. You're calling out Joe Roger for not returning a DM using YouTube. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. He's showing his emotions. <laughs> he's so emotional he's on YouTube. He's bummed and hurt. He's, he's so bummed and hurt on YouTube. Ugh, fucking idiot. Oh, man. So, Joe Rogan has talked about how Opie and Anthony is the reason why he started the Joe Rogan experience. Well, that's high praise. And Opie has taken credit for this multiple times. Like, the reason why Joe Rogan exists is because of Opie and Anthony. Like, we, we, we invented this thing, and now it's the biggest podcast. So, uh, somebody reached out to me. Let me get the person's name. Stephen Collins reached out and said, you got to check out what Joe Rogan said on a recent podcast because he makes it clear that it was Anthony Cumia, not Opie and Anthony. Where'd you get the idea to do a podcast? What was the impetus? (sighs) Um, Probably um, no one would ever give me a radio show. Mm -hmm. That was, um, and I think I had gotten some offers to do radio shows, but it was for like no money. And, uh, you know, satellite radio, kind of a deal for no money. And um, I had a friend, uh, Anthony Cumia, who's on this uh, show, Opie and Anthony. And he did uh, a radio, like an internet thing in his basement just for fun. He was already on a radio show, Mm -hmm. but he put up a green screen in his basement. And he's kind of a nut. And he would get drunk and do karaoke (laughs) holding a machine gun, like crazy (laughs) shit. But hilarious. And I was like, this guy just set up a studio in his basement. How wild is this? All right, so this is official. We can all now say this. Joe Rogan experience exists because of Anthony Kubia has nothing to do with Opie. No. Opie had nothing to do with this. Nope. One more thing that Opie is not responsible for that's actually good in the world. Yeah. Although he is responsible for WATP in a lot of ways, and this is good. I mean, sure, he might not agree, but. I don't know. I think he should actually take credit for this. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. There's a little feather for his cap. There you go, Opes. 
Jen, we have to talk about Stuttering John. Okay, let's get to it. Can we get into this? Because Stuttering John had Jim Florentine on. I know. And Jim Florentine did an interview with him probably back in December. And he just released it now. Yes, because I was a little confused. They did start talking about the holidays and stuff. but Right. Yeah, he, of course, in typical Southern John fashion, he doesn't lay out when it was recorded, what's going on. You're just, it's all left for you just to be confused. Like, this is a new episode? What's going on? And at one point, Jim's like, oh, yeah, I'll probably see you in January. I'll be out there. And you're like, that's well, February now. I, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be <laughs> yeah. nice to, have, to provide a little bit of context. I do. Um, all right. So they're talking about, apparently, Stuttering John put on a comedy tour back when he was on How- the Howard Stern show. Right. It was like the Stuttering John comedy show thing. Stuttering John and Friends. Stuttering John and Friends. And Stuttering John wasn't a comedian back then. He's also not one now. <laughs> Nor will he ever be. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> he wasn't a comedian back then, so he would just host the show. He would come out and introduce the other comedians who came up. And Jim Florentine was one of the comedians. He also used to have Jim Norton on there, but then Norton went over to Opie and Anthony. So there was a weirdness. So then Jim Florentine took Norton's spot because they were roommates at the time. As right. We've documented already. Yes. And... I love listening to Stuttering John interview someone because it's constantly looking for compliments and talking about himself. At one point, he talks about when they were doing these shows, he had the greatest improv line that's ever been said. He's so proud of himself for this. But uh, I'll never forget, Jim, I had the best improv line. Like, you ever have those ones, like, when you're on stage and you just, that you happen to, like, you just, like, magic, it comes to you, like, even without thinking. And yeah. it was at one of those shows, and I was hosting, obviously, and it was jam-packed, and, and it was a guy in the front row, and I said, what do you do for a living? And he goes, I work for Coke. And I go, oh, so does Artie. Oh, yeah. yeah I think I do remember that one. <laughs> it, was, it was like, and, and, it, and it killed. Could you imagine telling a joke off the cuff? And talking about it 20 years later no. on a podcast. No. Remember that time I told that joke we were at a dinner party and all our friends were there and I told that joke and everyone was laughing at it. Remember that joke? I, it's like, how pathetic. Jim Florentine did a great interview of Stuttering John. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> it was not about Florentine at no, all. No, it wasn't. It was all about John. And I have some examples of that. This is one that I call terrible interviewing skills because these guys both experienced this together. So the whole point I believe of the show is to say, dude, do you remember in Pittsburgh, we did this show at the improv and blah, 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 blah. And did it, but did like lead the witness a little bit. Like, what are we talking about? Stuttering John, this is the worst Possible question you could ask someone when you're interviewing them. It, it was a lot of fun. You know, what memories do you have, uh, you know, of the road? Hey, now you say something funny. Like, that's, that's literally the same thing. What memories do you have of the road? Can you just can you just say funny stuff on my show now? And Florenty plays along. God he bless him. He did. He was a good sport. There's even a point where, and John did no homework. He doesn't know what Jim Florentine is up to. Oh, 
my God. He doesn't know the name of his podcast. He, doesn't know the name of, he didn't even know he had podcasts. He's like, oh, do you do podcasts by yourself? Do you have a co-host? He didn't know anything about the, the podcast. And then he's trying to book shows with quarantine. I, I'd love to do some shows with you, Jim. No, I know. We talked about that. I got to we got to figure it out because I got to see how long this tour is going. But as long as, you know, once it ends, absolutely. Yeah. Did you get a chance to read my book? (laughs) 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 Fucking John. John, I know that you think I just talk shit about you and you're constantly like butthurt about it. But listen to what we're playing back. Do you hear how terrible you are at this? Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't know that he's on the Creeps with Kids tours. Right now, with Rich Voss, Ron Bennington, and Bob Kelly. The four of them, with Jim Florentine, are doing this comedy tour. It's been going on for months and months. A quick Google search on the name Jim Florentine, and you would know what his podcast name is. You would know what tour he's on. You would even know things like this. You still doing that VH1 show? No, no, it's been off the air for a couple of years. That metal show has been off the air for years. Yeah. Sorry, Jessica. Uh, how's the, the, VH, the VH1 show doing? I don't you like your face idiot. when you do that impersonation. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Oof. I love when John asks for compliments. <laughs> I don't know anyone else who does this. But listen to Jim's response. It's, a, it's perfect. But, you know, like, you and Modi got the chance to see me like start out and then like you know then like i remember i think it was you or it was you Amodi who said that it, like you like it seemed like i was like a natural from the beginning like like i was comfortable on stage you you know to me you're like forrest gump <laughs> <laughs> jack goes remember, remember when you gave me that compliment that i was really good and jim Forty goes you're like a retard yeah <laughs> you're a fucking retard that was that was in my notes too like <laughs> You guys got the chance to see me when yes. I was starting out. Right. Ugh. What a fucking tool. I couldn't believe this interview. I couldn't believe it either. It was unbelievable. I mean, there's a truly interesting person yeah. on the phone with you. Yeah. And you don't ask him any questions or know anything about him. Well, they know each and other. And they're friends. They're friends. Jim Florentine and Stuttering John are friends. He doesn't know anything about his friends. He doesn't know anything about him. He only knows that... Jim came on my show and I talked about John because he talks about that. Right. Which, of course, I have to play. Of course. <laughs> you know that. When people I talk know. about me, I always play it. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, let me get your opinion on one thing. Because, like, you know, like, I'm, you know, I, you know, I thanked you the other day because you were on some podcast where the guy was trashing me and, like, you didn't take the bait. And I appreciate that. Like, you know, like, I don't fucking, like, I try not to ever trash, like, someone's comedy. Like, get, like. Trashing someone's stand-up. I, like, uh, like I, I don't think it's cool to do that. You know what I mean? Do you know why he doesn't trash other people's stand-up? Because he has zero confidence in his own ability. The reason why I rip on people's shitty podcasts is because I truly believe that my podcast is better than theirs. You are confident. I truly believe this. You are. I might be wildly incorrect, <laughs> but I truly believe it. This fucking asshat says, I never make fun of a stand-up comic. Why is that? Because mine's terrible. Ugh. My setup is the worst. And I love Sam Tripoli. So Sam Tripoli has a podcast that we've talked about, Conspiracy Podcast. Fucking awesome. And Sam Tripoli talks shit about stuttering John's stand-up. Ooh. It's, this is great. Yeah, because we're friends. And then suddenly, like, like you know, he would, 
you know, like, you know, like he made a joke about my stand up. I'm like, Sam, I, you know, I thought we said that we're not going to do that. You know, like, you know, goof on each other's acts. And then and then he just wrote me back. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. I guess you really are a piece of shit. I don't know. No, I would say that Sam Tripoli is not a piece of shit. He's my hero. He made fun <laughs> of your shitty stand up. And then when you said, why are you making fun of me? He said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I love that. I did too. That makes me very happy. Yeah. And for the very first time ever, somebody explains what John's act is. Because this is a mystery. This is why we're trying to get him booked at the comedy at the Carlson. This is why we want to see John stand up. It's not on the internet. We can't find it anywhere. Like, what does he do on stage? He can't tell jokes. He can't talk. What is he doing on stage? <laughs> and finally, Jim Florentine explains what John's show is. And and you came to one of my shows at the Improv in, you know, in Las Vegas at the end, remember? Yeah, because I was in town doing a show and I saw that you were playing. So I, I w went in the back of the room and watched like the last half hour. You didn't even know I was there. No, no. <laughs> did, did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I always liked you on stage. <laughs> I, in the beginning, I remember, remember you used to do um, the beer guzzling contest at the end of the show. Yeah, I had to fill time. <laughs> right. So you would take your shirt off and you'd have two guys come up and they'd have to take their shirts off, too. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys would guzzle a beer and your ass cracks hanging out on stage, you're burping in a mic. I fucking love that shit. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't! <laughs> no, he doesn't. He thinks it's terrible. He thinks it's heck. Yeah. Everyone does. Fucking only Stuttery John would say, you saw my show. What, what did you think about it? Like, don't ask someone. That's so fucking awkward. It's so awkward. Also... You know Jim's not going to say, oh, well, here's what I think you could improve on. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe write a joke that has a punchline. Uh, maybe be funny. Instead, Jim goes, oh, I will always love seeing you on stage. Remember when you used to drink beer and show your ass crack? He fishes <laughs> for so many compliments from him. Yep. I mean, there was one point where they were talking about blowjobs. Yeah. Like, I, he bragging I, about uh, how he got a blowjob the night before. Yep. And, hey, have you gotten any blowjobs? Oh, Why? yeah. Why? Why? This is a uh, clip that I have that's called Normal Sex Talk. This is Stuttering John talking about hooking up with a girl and what he talks about while he's fucking her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is insane. Yeah. So the last two girls I've been with, I'm banging this chick, and I'm like, just like an idiot, I ask, like, while I'm fucking her, I go, I go how many uh, guys have you banged? And she's been, and she was married for most of her life. She goes, oh, about two hundred and fifty. I'm like, what? Two fifty? Yeah. And then I go, when's the last time you got laid? This is while I'm fucking a gym. And then she goes, right. And then she goes, uh, I got laid last week. Two guys picked me up at the blackjack table, and uh, and uh, you know, I banged them both. I go, like what? Like one bangs from behind and one blows you? No, one fucks me in the ass, one fucks me in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then last night after the girl blew me, I go, "How many guys have you been with?" Uh, I go, "What, like two hundred? She goes, "Yeah, around that." Uh, so true. That's a true story. I can tell. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking a girl, and while he's fucking her, he says, "How many guys have you been with?" Well, he already admits to taking boner pills. I have that too. So let's let's get that into he that. would ask that question during sex. I do not believe. I don't understand why that would. Enter into your head. Like, why are you worried about how many guys she's fucked? Why are you talking so much? Yeah, what are you, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, you ever see uh, Die Hard 2? <laughs> what are we talking about right now? We're fucking. What are you doing? Right. And there's, there's no way it's a true story because 
jazz out well, with girls. It's not. But also, girl. could you imagine you're fucking a guy? And he goes, how many guys you been with? And you're like, I don't know, 250. It was, is that what you would say uh, while you're having sex with a guy? That would require me to do math <laughs> and keep on moving. Yeah, There's no like, way I could do that. Yeah, you have, to, you have to count all the fucking decades. You're like, well, <laughs> seven boyfriends a year. <laughs> Just the, the, the worst sex talk ever. So John is a total failure in life. And also with women... He tells a story about, and again, this mm. is an interview with Jim Florentine. I know. I learned nothing about <laughs> you know, Jim Florentine. I anything about Jim Florentine. It's just about John. John is talking about how he brought a lesbian home from the bar. Okay. Yep. I remember. Okay. I remember. And at some point, I'm like, don't you ever miss Dick? And then she's like, you know, I kind of do. And I go, hey, let's go back to my place. <laughs> so we go back to my place, but when we get to my place... I can't find any of my Viagra. I'm fucking like, you know, you know, I have a naked, great looking body, great vagina, great tits. And I'm, and, you know, and I'm there. And then, and then the pub's calling me saying that her wife is there trying to find her. And, and, and I'm like, fuck this. I couldn't get it up. I was like, what a failure. I could have turned this chick. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy brings a girl home. Can't get a, a hard dick. And tells the story on his podcast. Um, so Jim Florentine, being the sweetest man in the history of the world, is like, oh, was she like fucked up or something? Like, why wouldn't you be able to get a heart on? And so John realizes what he just said. Yeah. And makes up a lie real quick. But did you need, well, I mean, was she, did you need Viagra just to get it up for her? No, I just like I was panicking because because the because, yeah because the pub was calling me saying that her wife was there with the kid. Oh, oh okay. he was panicking. There you were. That's why it wasn't because he has erectile dysfunction, can't get it up. He well, was just panicking because the pub was calling him. Right, but later on he even admits that he has to take those because of his OCD medicine. Yeah, he can't get it up because of his OCD medicine. And Jim Florentine's such a sweetheart of a guy. So he's talking about what his podcast is because, of course, stupid John did zero prep work, has no idea what, what Jim does for a podcast. And Jim explains, well, what I do is I make fun of people for their Reddit posts or their Facebook updates. Like, you know, if somebody takes a picture of themselves when they're in a hospital bed, mm-hmm. like, I'll make fun of that. And John goes, oh, I did that. You know, people taking pictures from the hospital bed, you know, those kind of sympathy <laughs> posts and all that shit. So, Well, I, 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 I must say I'm guilty of taking a picture from my hospital bed after my two strokes. His two strokes? Yeah. yeah. And so this fucking idiot, and of course Jim Florentine and me is like, oh, no, that's cool when you do it. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just making fun of everybody else. Like, John, you don't realize that you're the guy that we're all making fun of all the time. You really don't realize that. Whether it's you specifically or not, you're the guy we're making yeah, fun of. it's guys. You suck. It's you or guys like you. You suck at life. Yeah. John goes on to tell his headliner story again. Uh, this is the story where somebody told him he was good at comedy, and he's repeated it multiple times. You know, but you know, but he went on last, and and then, and then, and then he said to me, "Wow, you know, like you know, after he saw my sets, you know, during the week, and he goes, it's, it's where they have two headliners on.'" This show, and I go, well, I'm not a headliner, and he and he looks at me, and goes, dude, you're a headliner. <laughs> it was like the nicest compliment. Oh, yeah. 
That story again. <laughs> that story again. Jim Ford is like, again. Jim Ford's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they, the guy thought you were good enough to be a headliner. Nate, that's uh, cool. Good for you, buddy. I didn't realize that Stuttering John made Artie Lang a star. Oh, I had no idea. See, I thought, and pff, what do I know? I've only read his books. I thought that Artie Lang was on Mad TV and was in movies and did things with Norm MacDonald long before he ever met Stuttering John and went on the Howard Stern show and that he already had a big career. Yeah. But apparently John put Artie on a comedy show and then he became a star. And then uh, we started doing the Stuttering John and Friends comedy tour. And then eventually Artie came up to me, asked me if it was okay if I put him on at the Comic Connection in Boston and the rest is history. Artie was a megastar. <laughs> Artie asked John's permission to play a comedy club? I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I highly it. doubt it. If we looked at Stuttering John at his peak and Artie Lang at his lowest point mm-hmm. in history, he would still get top bill over Stuttering John. Stuttering John's the worst kind of person because in addition to not having a whole lot going on or talent or anything, yeah. he takes credit for everybody else's talent. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like Artie Lang was a funny guy yeah. who was... Driven to do whatever he did. Granted, he's got some problems, but yeah. the fact that John is trying to take credit for that—it's <laughs> amazing. Is remarkable. It's remarkable. It's it's, it's why we talk about Suttery John almost every fucking week. This guy can't get out of his own way. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't hate listening to this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's insane. Well, for example, Joe Florentine used to date Robin Quivers. Sure, right. The newswoman on the Howard Stern show. I know, it's well-known, well-documented. It's well-known. And what does stupid, stuttering John Melendez say? He's talking about this guy's ex-girlfriend, and he says this. All right, now I'm going to ask a question that you would always ask me on the road, but uh, now, the the Robin now, I mean, because she's obviously gained a lot of weight, you know. Would you? And he, and he cracks himself up. Now, I know a little bit about Jim Florentine. He's not going to, like, goof on Robin Quivers no. for being overweight. She's a cancer survivor. Yep. She's an older woman. And John's just like, yeah, what about that fat cunt, huh? Would you fuck her now? He's and Jim's like, I, yeah, I mean, we, I had a great time. We dated for a few months. It was nice. Like, what, what is he supposed to do with that? I don't know. What does he think he's going to do with that? Well, having seen him do his stand-up, Jim, P- Jim Florentine, yeah. people yell out stuff about Howard Stern all the time. Like, they yell out stuff about Robin Quivers, and he yeah. handles it really, really well every yeah, time. right. He's never going to say anything mean about her to John. He dated her. Yeah, I know. It's his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you, do you think he's just going to start, like, talking shit? It's so weird. I just can't stand it. And... Suttering John worked on the Howard Stern show for many, many years. You would think he would learn how to interview somebody. This is how he ends the show. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Is there any other, um, you know, any other, uh, you know, things that you wanted to talk about the road? I think that's probably it. Dude, those those days were amazing, man. Did Howard Stern ever say to a guest, did you want to, uh, did you want to say anything else about the, uh, the thing? The road. The road. Fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. John, figure this shit out, buddy. You're doing a podcast. Also, 
I would highly recommend that you learn how to edit your shit. At one point, Jim Florentine loses the signal. This is when we pulled up at the gas station. I think, yeah, you must have been there. And 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 I put a burrito in the fucking microwave and then went and took a shit while it was cooking. <laughs> uh, <coughs> it just it just uh Hey. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. Right. So two things that are funny there. One is that he leaves all that fucking nonsense in, right. which we had some issues with Mike Sappho earlier. You're not going to hear that. I was going to say, I bet you're going to take that out, though. We're going to clean that up. But also, the story he's telling is, do you remember the time we went to a gas station and I was microwaving a burrito and then I went and took a shit? Great story. <laughs> no! Why would anyone remember that? It's, would... not, it's not impressive in any fucking way. Shit humor. Ugh. He's so proud of himself for it, too. I know. It's so funny. He's 12. Also, I just want to play this little subliminal message that Opie put into his podcast. Remember how we were talking about Blue Chew was 75% happy? Yes. With Opie? Yes. Now he says this after he does an ad read. Support the sponsors. (laughs) Support the sponsors. Creepy. Support the sponsors. That's right. Deepdiscount.com for all of your DVD and Blu-ray needs. Support the sponsors. Oof. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Stuttering John? Any, no. Anything else you have that are important? Nothing super important, no. <clears throat> I played PJ Philliam's latest song parody. But that's not all we have on the board today. Ah. Doug White from Watchman Studios, my buddy Doug. Great guy. Also put something together for us. And this is a tribute to our friend Vic. We should get Vic on the show. Hello. 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 How you doing? Good. How's it going with you? Uh, it's uh, Sunday, Carl. It's the Lord's Day. It's the Lord's mm. Day. You know what I learned about Vic recently? What? Because I don't know a lot about this person. Okay. She lives on the West Coast. All right. And she works overnights. Ah. I don't know what she does. But she works overnights. Mm. So she appreciates it when we have our show later so she can sleep in a little bit. Yeah. Well, you need to be rested. You need to be rested to read shitty reviews about you us. You do. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Vic, well rested. My, my friend Doug wrote, or not wrote, but he put together a fun song that's a tribute to you. And he told me that when you're on the show, this is what he hears. Tell me to go fuck myself. Fuck you, Carl. Five stars. Carl's penis is only 2.5 inches. Amazing. Hello. Yeah. Right next to his dick. Of course, Carl. Hello, Jen. What's your name? I heard that voicemail. You were right. You were doing it fucking way before that. That guy's a fucking retard. Uh, so you actually had fucking six five-star reviews. Possibly even older than you, Carl. Not real, honest, wholesome entertainment. I recommend checking out two. Yeah, they, they all fucking suck. They're all just like, oh, good job, Carl. This is the only interest. Uh, the, the title is They Might Be Cobbling a Living Together. Da, da, da. I learned about it. Uh, this show is such garbage. Just look at the trash can they use as a logo. It's read straight off the IMDb page, so you know it won't go off. Carl's penis is only 2.5 inches. I'm this show from doing my podcast, and it's a Amazing. Bravo. 
Uncle Scam in the Discord is impressed with that. <laughs> it's impressive. That was good. That was, uh, Vic that is was overwhelmed. Something. I heard like fucking five people leave the Discord, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, we're going to chase the rest of them away with this. Reviews, reviews, reviews. With Vic. We're doing this before the show has ended. Do you realize that? I know. This is like. Uh, Up edge. is down. Left is right. Dogs and cats living together. Everything's fucked up today. We're recording on a Sunday. I drank way too much last night. I went to see Ween. Yeah. I fucking I was in New Jersey today. That's a, that's a shithole of a fucking state. Yeah. I hate that place. I don't like their airport. I hate their airport. They don't serve beer before noon. It's so annoying. That's stupid. Vic. Thanks for joining yeah. us today. You got any yeah, reviews no to read? Uh, I have a couple. Great. Um, well, you're possibly the worst. Um, who does this boomer think he is? All Carl and his gang of minions do is review terrible podcasts like he's the king of podcasting. <laughs> he acts like WATP is the epitome of podcasting, but it's just not. It's just a dude who can't stop smiling, making fun of people who are better than him. Possibly out of jealousy, but definitely out of insecurity. Life must be hard for a boomer who cobbles together his living in an upstate New York studio apartment. I hope one day he finds a woman or man to love him so maybe he can truly be happy. Uh, thanks, Drew, for suggesting this case study in sadness caused by loneliness. Five stars. All right. Aww. Someone from our friends over at the Drew and Mike show who is uh, getting the, the format. Gets the joke. For our reviews here. That's good. Yeah, he's the only funny Drew and Mike uh, review. Yes, so. I've noticed that. <laughs> oh, by the way, I didn't even point this out. But the last time I looked at iTunes, and it might be different now. I should probably pull it up. We actually had more five-star reviews than one-star reviews for the first time in the history of WATP. What's happening? I'm telling you, these these Drew and Mike listeners are coming over and just, like, giving us positive reviews. Like, they, they're not getting what we're trying to do here. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, I haven't refreshed the page, but as of this Moment in time, 658 five-star reviews versus 657 one-star reviews. It's neck and neck, people. <laughs> we flipped it. We did it. All right. I don't even know what I'm rooting for anymore. I don't either. All right, what else you, what else you got, Vic? Um, I don't know. I feel like people should just sh- shit on you and give you a one-star review now. What? I mean, Carl, come on. You're the king of one-stars other than Rappaport, but he doesn't count. Yeah, that's a good point. Fuck him. Um, boring. I'm not sure why these guys think they're so funny. They rip on other podcasters who are frankly way more funny and make better content than them. Their voices are extremely annoying like nails on a chalkboard and their lack of knowledge about the actual podcast they talk about makes them sound extremely unintelligent. Hard pass. One star. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! I feel like you've gotten the nails on a chalkboard remark more than once. My voice is not fun to listen to. (laughs) I know I edit every podcast. I know this for a fact. Uh, Listen, I didn't have a career in radio before this. There's a reason for that. No one's looking for me. If I listen to more than two of your podcasts, Carl, in one sitting, uh, I start to get a headache. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was reading a review at first. No, that's just my anecdote. Okay. Uh, Dog, add that to your song. (laughs) 
Um, if you can get past the constant yell talking and the forced fake laughter, it's okay. Five stars. That's good. It is good. I don't. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got for us? Um, haters, I'd rather shove dicks in my ears than listen to this podcast. Five stars. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I'd rather shove dicks in my ears. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Dick jokes are always funny. Well, I when you put a dick in your ear, is it better for it to be soft or hard? Ah, uh, does it matter? No, soft then hard, so it expands. Oh, oh yeah, like those hard. foam ear plugs that you put in in concerts. Right. You should yeah. get. You should get some guys. Get some guys to sit on my shoulders instead. Holy shit. I've yeah. lost total control of this show. You don't at all. Not all ever. Right. Um, so your Reddit found a video, a marketing video that's like <laughs> in him. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Of course we can. I saw that. What is that? What are you doing? Why the fuck do you do that to yourself? <laughs> I have no answer for that. I have yeah. no answer. Uh, well, I like a, a comment that says, what's up with the circa 1997 goatee? Shave it off or grow a beard. There's no middle ground these days. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I uh, definitely read through all of those comments and I was uh, horrified when I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> made it out to our subreddit so that's a recent post and I like know. carl like it was fucking posted september 4th 2019 that's like three years in the podcast you'd f- ugh, carl that, oh i i recorded that video september of last year that's a very new thing that i did yeah uh can you <laughs> not like put your face in it though <laughs> It's hard to not be in a video featuring you talking. It's hard to not. Yeah, I know. Well, we made the video in order to win business that we didn't win. So, so if that tells you anything about it, it did not work. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, what else you got for me, Uh That's really it, Got any no. uh, baby pictures from my Facebook page or my parents' Facebook page you want to make uh, fun of? <laughs> no, I'll keep it at the uh, meet exactly right Emily uh, comment. <laughs> there was a really, there was a really funny. So the the video that Vic is talking about was centered around this fictitious marketing person called Keen Kim, and somebody posted a picture of the subreddit for Valentine's Day. It was Keen Him. And it was uh, Kim with a giant penis. <laughs> anyway, it was very funny. I enjoyed it. All right. Um, what else do we need to do? We need to do voicemail. Should I play the outro first so people don't get too pissed off? I think people. What are about gonna be the teaser, off. Carl? Oh the yeah, teaser. yeah. All right, here we go. The teaser. The all right, next week, I have no idea what we're doing because I am recording a bonus episode with Dick Masterson on Tuesday, and I think we're doing the Zoo File podcast. I think we're going to talk about people who fuck animals. Ugh, I don't want to listen to that. You know, it was interesting. Megan asked me yesterday if I had done the show that Kaya and Doug did about the maps. Yeah. How I would have handled it, and I have no idea. Oh, I don't know either. And I'm not looking forward to talking about people who fuck animals 
and are excited about it. I'm just glad I won't have to do it. You won't have to do it. I won't have I'm to do it. I'm not going to make you do that one. No. All right. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once we're all... Sleep well, everybody. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. It's boring okay. as Great show. Shit. Good job, everybody. Great job, ah! everyone. I can't fucking take it. Bullshit. All of it's bad. None of it's good. Fuck you. You're not charismatic. It's showtime. Ew. That's good, Fucking thing sucks. I know, I know you're not supposed <laughs> to explain a joke, but I don't get it. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Friday night, I listened to voicemails and I saved them, but I don't remember what I listened to and I didn't write any notes down. Oh, great. (laughs) That'll be a big surprise for everyone. So I have no idea what we're about to hear. It'll be like I'd never heard it before. Let's just just (laughs) go through it. I don't even know if Vic's... I'm sure Vic is mentioned in these, but I couldn't tell you okay. what the content is. I know that everyone's a huge fan of yours, though, Vic. Oh, really? Yeah. I got a couple texts that are like, fuck you, you bitch. Uh, I love those. <laughs> really? Because I, I haven't seen anything negative about you at all anywhere. It's surprising. Uh, yeah, nowhere at all, especially not in the Discord. Let's not forget that if you sign up to be a patron on Patreon... You will get Vic's phone number, and you too could tell her to fuck off. Wow. Whenever you want. That's a bargain at twice the price. And remember, she works overnights, <laughs> so text her all night long. She'll see it. <laughs> uh. Hey, Carl. I just wanted to say the, uh, the past episode where you were uh, doing your voicemails, uh, like reacting for the first time, I... That was actually more entertaining than the way that you've been doing them. I think that's pretty pretty good. And, and whatever was going on that got Vic so pissed off, do more of that. <laughs> Vic's kind of funny on her just on her own, but when she's pissed off and yelling at you, it is really fucking funny. Anyway, go talk to yourself. Wow, look at that! There's a Vic fan right wow. there. Wow. You were just called kind of funny, Vic. How does that make you feel? Oh uh, well, I've made it big. Congratulations. I I have to schedule my showtimes now around, you know, my busy stand-up career. (laughs) All right. Here's another voicemail. Hey, Carl. How's it going, man? Hey, I hear everybody bitching about the long-ass intros and the long-ass outros. Well, I, I don't think they know what a long fucking intro is. So what you should do is you should play... Uh, the the long ass motherfucking theme song, the old W A T P W A T P. Should play that one, and then play the the people who are jerking you off, and then play that riff by your band, the Isotopes, uh, one day, okay. and see how many people bitch about that. <laughs> All right, bitch, send me your feet, call me back. Ba-da-ba-ba. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Yeah, we can make it as long as, as possible. I'll talk about on it and how you got to use the promo code. O-P-I-E. 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 Always thinking of the fans. Is the promo code. The CBD is the best. I use it every day. I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in it. Hey, yeah, what's in it, that thing? I don't know. I use it every day. All right, what else we got here? Watch Sharia. White Sharia. That was fucking crazy. That was crazy. And Jen, you got blasted. We didn't talk about this. You got blasted for not believing that those incels were real. I know. Everyone says you're a retard. Is Everybody that true? Everyone says I'm a retard. I know. I feel like Suttery John. Everyone says you're retarded. Comment. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, I feel pretty good. Pretty Even my buddy good. Drew Lane from uh, the Drew and Mike show sent me a note. And he's just like, by the way, when one of the co-hosts says that I don't think any of this is real, it kind of takes you out of the show at the very beginning. It's like, yeah, it probably it was. But you planned. asked me. I know. <laughs> I'm just going? saying we fucked up. That's all. Who cares? We there was a, a time. It was a, a couple months ago. We put together a bunch of good episodes in a row. So I'm just I'm holding on to that. Okay. There was a bunch of good episodes in a row. Everything ebbs and flows. Yeah. This is an ebb. Yeah. What whatever. We're in our downtime. We got Vic on the show. Like whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's pretty pathetic. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing. All I right. don't either. All right. What else we got from the voicemailers? Hey, Carl. This is Chad. You know, sometimes I'm just horny and I have to swipe right on Tinder in the uh, most immediate pussy available as a 300-pound fat bitch. And sometimes I let her take my whole nine-inch long strong, and then she thinks that she can get with me again, and she complains why I don't call her again. That's why I only talk to her on Snapchat, so she can never have my fucking number. So yes, Carl, us chads sometimes do sleep with these 300-pound land whales. Call back. <laughs> Okay. What was that called? There was a word for it when girls who are always sleeping with guys that are too good for them. I don't remember now. It's it's like right out of my brain as soon as I I'm know. Out. I I did a lot of research around that Intel podcast and I've forgotten everything. Yeah. There was like blue pilling and black pilling and red pilling. And... I don't know. Vic, you ever date someone who's way too hot for you? Uh, no, I I lowball. <laughs> You sound like someone who has low self-esteem. Absolutely. How'd you know? Is it my daddy issues? He's dead. <laughs> so, I mean, what's the interesting part? All right. Getting back to voicemails. Hat Carol. Hat Carol. Hat Carol. <laughs> oh, that could be the new bad practice guy right there. Yeah, I, like, I like that. That's pretty good. Hat Carol. <laughs> that, is a, that is a hard A right there. That's pretty good. Carl, it's Mike out here in Utah. Hey, hey I just listened to your new episode, and uh, I listened to Seamus where he told that joke about the statistician, and that is some <laughs> yeah, funny shit right there. Funny. I just about crashed my truck from laughing. So I deduce from that that I'm a comedy genius, and <laughs> hell yeah. Thank you, Seamus. Bye. I have to say that my buddy Pro in the Discord continues to post clips of Seamus in the Seamus Watch channel. 
and it is fucking brilliant. If you're not on there and checking that out, you need to be because it's so funny. And yes, thank you, Zoo, for making that channel. That's it's even better than the Elbow Picks channel. And I don't say that lightly. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Hey, Carl Tucker Dixon here. Oh, Call Tucker Dixon. Men. I'm sorry for starting that conspiracy last week about you faking sex. Because right after I made that joke, I got flu. I feel like they're related, and I'm being punished for making fun of you. So, Carl, I'm really sorry for that. And here's my tagline. Tucker out. Apology not accepted. Tucker out. Hey, Carl, it's Nico. Nico! Uh, I'm not doing anything special for this voicemail. Uh, okay. I just wanted to say that your last your last podcast wasn't really that good. <laughs> you really, it was really fucking boring. Okay. Uh, it, there really wasn't anything funny that could come from the intel thing. Okay. You, you, I, I really wish you talked about OB because that would have been the only saving grace that that episode could have possibly had. Yeah, we didn't do that. Uh, anyway, Carl, um, I haven't received any, any requests for pictures of my feet yet, and that's that's really that's upsetting. Guy. I'm gonna be quite. I'm I'm dead serious. I actually thought people were gonna ask me for pictures of my feet. Nobody cares. I have pictures on the ready. If <sighs> if anybody wants them, yuck. Nobody Discord. wants them. At, at Senator Deathwish, hit me up. I'll send you pictures of my feet. Come on. Anyway, Carl, uh, how the fuck do I do this? I can't tell if this guy's joking or not because he literally is asking people if they want to see his feet or not on the Discord. I'm sure he'd show his feet. I, no, I know. I just I don't understand what his angle is there. He's just jealous. Uh, I bet jealous. it's just like an actual picture of his feet, but like he photoshopped another picture of toes over his toes so he doesn't have to like trim his nails like that one guy on 4chan oh that's smart maybe yeah yeah because trimming your nails is a pain in the ass you gotta bend all the way over yeah unless you're gonna get a mani pedi somewhere (laughs) do you get a mani pedi carl is that what (laughs) oh Oh, shit that's the next video that's gonna show up on uh, the subreddit carl getting a mani pedi oh that i would watch that's funny (laughs) fuck me Vic, thank you so much for coming out on a weird day at a weird time. Yeah, it's like 2 p.m. Yeah, it's 5. Go thank fuck you. yourself. Thank you for coming on <laughs> and uh, appreciate Doug for putting together that song for you that was very confusing. And uh, thanks everybody else who's uh, still listening. What am I going to play to end this? Oh, I got it right here. Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves. <laughs> all right. <laughs>